are coming to the end of World Invisible Disabilities Week, a week that aims to bring awareness and education about those common but hidden challenges faced by many friends and family. Emily Larkin set up Invisible Disability Ireland in 2019 at only 19 to highlight the ongoing difficulties facing people with invisible disabilities in this country. And she joins me now. Hello, Emily. Hi, how are you? I'm really good. And it's I don't want to patronise you, but it is very impressive to me that you're 21 and at 19 you were like, something has to be done about this. Yeah, I suppose I just felt the need to just go for it. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. You must have felt very frustrated if you thought you needed to start something up. Yeah, I actually looked up invisible disability organisations in Ireland and I saw there was absolutely nothing and I actually couldn't get over it that there was no support to organisations, you know, there to support people with invisible disabilities which represents thousands of people in Ireland Mm. and I kind of said, if no one is going to set this up, is this something that I should take on myself to help other people? Yeah. And so that's what I did. So tell me about yourself because obviously you were experiencing this, you know, yeah. in order to have that that need or that feeling. Um, so tell me about your own situation. Yeah, it happened very suddenly and very unexpectedly. I woke up uh, sick on a Friday morning. I was 13 years old and I remember it like it was yesterday. And then I just got very sick, developed um, a very nasty virus. I went into hospital and then my immune system completely turned on itself and attacked itself. And then that's when I developed my autoimmune disease, uh, rheumatoid arthritis. Um, and then over the years, I developed a lot of complications through that like fibromyalgia Mm -hmm. and I have a heart condition and I'm hopefully going for a successful heart surgery in the next few weeks so yeah it's it's all go and it's you know I didn't realize the statistics are when you have one disability you're actually more prone to develop more and more disabilities so it's definitely a challenge at times but uh, there's no other place I'd rather be in some ways so Yeah. yeah well what does that mean for your life um it definitely complicates things um for instance, I'm at a massive kind of disadvantage even for getting um, like a college education. I miss so much college because of all the hospital appointments and surgeries and things that I have to go for. And then having chronic fatigue and chronic pain, it means I don't get to go out and socialise. Like hearing all the clubs going back, it's kind of bittersweet because I know I kind of won't be there to be a part of that. So yeah. it definitely spills into all areas of my life for yeah. sure. And so, of course, the organisation that you set up is uh, Invisible Disability Ireland, because what you're talking about, those disabilities are not things that someone would immediately know upon meeting you. Yeah, so they're less apparent, invisible, hidden. So, for instance, someone can have diabetes, but you don't know that because you don't get to see the insulin imbalance in their body. It's So it's very hard to see it, but it's trying to you know, educate people and saying it is there. It's mm. just completely internal and you can't see it. And so what challenges does it present when you have a disability that people can't see? Um, I find it very challenging. So when I'm on, say, a bus, um, I really need to sit down um, because of what I have. But I look completely young and healthy. Um, so obviously the seat is naturally given up to, say, an elderly person. Um, and I'm left standing, which means debilitating pain. It means I'm, you know, chronically fatigued by the time I actually get to the destination. You know, it's it's the little things like that along yeah. the way that make it very difficult for the day-to-day basis. Yeah, I actually saw a TikTok the other day of a girl um, and she was this, like, really glamorous young woman um, but she had a prosthetic leg and she used a cane and she was telling a story of being on a bus and being sitting in one of those seats and having someone like scream at her basically and yeah. say get up and she was like can you not even see and she had a visible yeah. disability so I can only imagine yeah, for you. And I have like um, an accessible parking badge and it just I hate using it because I'm just terrified that someone will come up to me and say how dare you and it's like 
I actually have a really legitimate reason to use this. But yet you just feel like because your disability, you can't show it, you can't show it to other people. Yeah. You just feel so conscious of people kind of approaching you and, and saying things like that for sure. Which is just... It just to be horrible. Yeah, like I mean, <laughs> the idea that someone you would be living your life, you know, experiencing this disability and just getting on with your day, and that mm-hmm. someone would come up and be like, "Prove to me you're disabled." Yeah, like it's crazy. Yeah, for sure. Have you had that happen? Has anyone kind of called you out? Um, not really, but you do get a lot of nasty looks when I get out of the car and they see him in the spot and they see I have the badge and they're like, I can approach you, but I can't. And yeah. you do kind of get the looks and they kind of follow you and you're, and you're just like, oh. <laughs> and what do you think people think that maybe you're driving someone else's car or something? They must think I'm using like my granny's badge yeah. or something, you know, and it's just so far from the truth. Yeah. So what would you like people to know? I'd like people to just know that you can't see um, all disabilities. Um, and the statistics are that 80% of disabilities are invisible in the wow. disabled community. So that's a massive proportion of the t- disabled community that isn't represented under the national, you know, universal symbol of yeah. disabilities. So it's really just saying to people, you don't know what's going on in someone's body. So it's just being a little bit more empathetic um, towards people. And if you have a friend or someone and you know they have a disability, you're just, just trying your best to maybe understand a little bit what that means and what that looks like. As a 21-year-old, mm-hmm. do you find that's tough with, with your own friends or with people that you meet socially for, for them to understand your situation? No, I have great friends and family. It's more the systems I'm up against, like the right. health service, the education system. I feel like it's me against the world in those ways because um, I suppose a lot of the services in Ireland and the governmental bodies are very ableist. So it's trying to fight that kind of disadvantage that, the world has placed you at for no other reason other than the fact that you have a disability. So yeah, yeah it can be challenging when it comes to those. What things. are some of the things you're fighting for at the moment? Um, so just education is the massive one. Um, like I get penalised for missing uh, college classes when I have to go to hospital appointments. So I've t- sometimes I have to choose between getting an education or making all my hospital appointments um, and that's just so unfair to place on someone. So there's no kind of infrastructure or allowances made for the fact that someone might um, need to go to the doctor or to the hospital? If you do, you have to fill out kind of a 10-page form and then they still say, well, you've still missed the class. So there's no kind of point in filling out the form in in a way. So you're just kind of left with a disadvantage of getting a really decent education and then also like with the health service um, I've had really bad experiences with the health service in terms of waiting times and you know all of those things and so you're kind of you're constantly being an advocate for yourself within the health service saying listen I need this scan or you know I really need this referral and you're kind of constantly kind of butting heads with doctors and it can be really frustrating when all you deserve is a really good health experience and an education well also when you consider the fact that like you are doing all of so you're doing you're you're managing all of your medical needs Mm -hmm. in terms of appointments and all the rest you're managing your educational needs in terms of getting to college then you have this added advocacy that you have to do for yourself (laughs) and you're already compromised in terms of energy like how are you supposed to 
Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It's very challenging. And then also the cost of living with a disability in Ireland is massive. Um, and I just dread the day where my medical card is up for renewal. That is my biggest worry. And I shouldn't have to worry about that because I know in like any other country in Europe, healthcare is essentially free. Mm. And Ireland is such an outlier in this. So there's a lot of kind of worries unnecessarily placed, especially on young people with invisible disabilities in Ireland, for sure. And it does drain my energy. But who else is going to fight it if I don't? No, you know? I mean, you're, you're <laughs> right. And you're, you're obviously incredible. But do you think for people who have the disabilities that people are, I don't want to say used to, but the ones that, you know, if someone uses a wheelchair or if they have a prosthetic limb or, you mm. know, a, a visible disability, are there structures in place to protect them? Um, from what I've heard, yes. I mean, there is a lot of uh, resources for people with uh, more apparent disabilities. Um, but I think we do have this image or perception in our head of what a disability is. Yeah. So I suppose my job is to come in and kind of challenge that narrative and say, what actually is a disability and what does that look like? Yeah, yeah. God, it must be exhausting, though, when you're already tired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sometimes um, I do a lot of work in my bed, uh, yeah. cuddled up in bed. Um, yeah. I mean, so do I, but I'm just lazy. Like, that's a different situation. <laughs> um, so aside from, I've said, like, what would you like people? So you, basically what you're saying is people need to mind their own business and just accept that, you know, if someone is using a toilet, you know, that that's a disabled toilet yeah. or a disabled parking space, just accept that you don't actually know what's going on in their bodies or in their medical For lives. For sure. It's putting trust in that person and saying, I'm trusting that they have a hidden condition or impairment that they need to use that. You know, mm-hmm. you shouldn't judge someone for using a resource that they probably need. So yeah. I think it is just being a little less judgy yeah. <laughs> and just more empathetic as a society. For sure. And do you think, like on public transport, would it be worth having a badge or something? So I'm actually really excited. I'm, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I've been working with the NTA and they've confirmed that they will be bringing in that due to my um, advocacy for that. So yes. That's really, really cool that oh my I was God, able yeah. to make massive changes like that. So that's coming in in about a year's time, um, which wow. is amazing. How yeah. does that feel? It feels great when you make waves um, yeah. because I remember when I first started off Invisible Disability Ireland and I had like 60 followers and they were all my friends. I was like, oh my God, I'm talking to a wall. No one cares what I'm talking about. And now it's like grown massively. Um, we were due to meet the Minister of Disabilities this week, which she had to cancel, but um, it's been rescheduled. So hopefully when I get to chat to her, I'll be able to make even more waves. So I think it's kind of coming to fruition now. And even being here today um, on RTE, it's just like, wow, people are really finally starting to listen which is amazing well I think you are amazing I think the work you're doing is amazing only 21 I can only imagine <laughs> what you're going to do in the next number of years I mean talk about changing the world that's Emily Larkin founder and director of Invisible Disability Ireland thank you so much Emily thank you Louise McSherry on 2FM